So Scott's just arrived. Um, how was how was the cinema, Scott? Yeah, were what you, you were you recording before I got here? No, no, no. Of course not. Okay, well then you didn't need to say that I just arrived. We could have just started. Well, yeah, but what I want to imply is that you were late. Oh, all right, okay. Well, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was. And technically, we didn't say a time. If we're being honest, we record every single recording has been at eight o'clock. Yeah. Every single one. And there was more adverts at the cinema than than. Uh, and you was texted expected. at about eight o'clock. Says, "Hey, what time are we starting recording?" Yeah. Same time as usual, you non compute because yeah, yeah, you do your, your text. <laughs> I had to read just... between the lines. So you went to see Bullet Train? Yes. Oh, was it good? It's very fun. My son, it's a lot uh, of my fun. son wants to go and see that. Yeah, um, he thinks it looks good. Um, Bullet Train with who's in that? That's um Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Well, every, there's a load of people in it. Uh-huh. Brad Pitt and Kickass. Kickass. Brad, Aaron, Brad Aaron Pitt. Taylor Kickass. Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's the one. Okay. Um, uh, Zazie Beats, Zazie Michael Beats? Sheen. It still doesn't feel like a real name to me. Not Michael Sheen. Zazie Beats. <laughs> Ironically, isn't Michael Sheen's not his real name? Somebody pops up no, and it, it bothered me. I'm not going to say it because it would t- it would technically be a spoiler, and the film's only just out. I remember hearing that there are lots of like little cameos. There's lots people. of little cameos. There's one very enjoyable cameo, and then there's one person who pops up for like five seconds. They have no lines, but it annoyed me that they were there. Rolf Harris. Ooh. Probably a deep pool. <laughs> oh God, not, not a great expression. No, um, um, but apart from that, yes, it's very good. Brad Pitt's just fucking great. Is he? Yeah. Is he, is he good in that? Yeah. Why, what's? Why is he making it? Why is he making that film? I mean, he I could mean, do it, anything, can't he? Really? I mean, at this point, Brad Pitt doesn't need to make a film, does he? Brad Pitt has an interesting career for someone who's got such a Hollywood matinee idol looks. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he never really went down the whole route of doing fluff. Yeah. I think he had a couple of like, um, what would Ocean's you say? Eleven's kind of fluffy, well, but it's also is it though? Yeah, I mean it, it is, but it's also a very it's also a genre picture. Of, yeah. I'd say a lot of the people of Brad Pitt's era got themselves worked into rom com leading man mm. roles, and then slowly had to work their way out yeah. of it. And yeah. he yeah. didn't get pulled. and people like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he didn't get pulled down that road. The closest mm. he had was meet Joe Black. You know, mm. God, that I. Balled my eyes out at that film the first time I watched it. Like, uh, uncontrollable sobbing. Really? Yeah, okay. that film fucking got me. Right. Uh, it, I mean, even isn't for a he film. Death? That, He's death in that, isn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah. For a film that has one of the most comical deaths in cinema <laughs> yes. history, which is Brad Pitt's death at the very beginning, because death inhabits his body. His body okay. He gets hit by two cars. Yeah, he he gets hit by the first car and gets sent flying screen left, and then another car comes the other way and hits him midair, and he gets sent flying the other direction. It's very funny. For such a somber film, it's a very weird way to start it. And it's a a choice to have him hit by two cars. It's like, do you think people would think if Brad Pitt gets hit by one car in a movie, he's going to survive that? That, that won't is kill that... Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. We, need to, we need to make sure he's dead. Yeah, the audience needs to know that this is a really definitive killing of Brad Pitt. So let's hit him twice just for surety. Yeah. Just, just one extra one for luck. Well, speaking of on-screen depictions of death. Yes. Um, shall we Shall we start the show with some music and then move on? Yeah, let's have our okay, theme tune. Well, I'm Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. And here's the theme tune. Keep on Theme tune over. Theme tune's over. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sand, the Sandman. The Sandman's on. 
gave it released two days ago or something, wasn't it? Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, Have you I... watched this, Scott? No. Oh, my God. You have no interest, do you? <sighs> well, so we'll get the first question. This is, is, I mean, did you, you have you no interest comics? in anything, Scott? No. You didn't read the comics? No. Was We've talked it, about this before. Was it because it was like weird girls with like <clears throat> necklaces and stuff? No, 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 no. I think the art looks really dated. I think the art places the comic in a really dated mm. manner to and it, it, it comes from a period in comics where I generally don't like the style of art. I, yeah. I can understand that. And yeah. it so it's just something that I'm never not, I'm not far behind you really. And it I never mean, drew me in. There's a lot of um plaudits for the art in Sandman, but it never really floated me at all. Yeah. You know, it was not not my kind of thing. And then It's not, like Arkham not, Asylum. Arkham yeah. Asylum as well. That's that that art as well just doesn't doesn't do too anything arch. for me. Sometimes a little um, too arch. And I know you know I like Neil Gaiman stuff almost universally, I would say. But um yeah, just every time I see it, apart from there's some really nice Jesus Christ. Radio radio work there, PJ. <laughs> there's some I nearly got got into the trap of buying there's some really nice hardbacks with dust covers of it that were released, like yeah. real prestige edition. Well there's big well, let me tell, absolute editions. Let me them, tell yeah. you, cheapskate, you can um Download the Northern Ireland Libraries app and read all of it for free. <laughs> I know, but I, I I probably wouldn't do that, but I would have the collected editions well, on my shelf. There's no reason not to do that, because you read the wall for free, uh, it's still money still goes to DC for, for that. So, I mean, they're still paying for yeah. every read of it. But I don't have it on my shelf looking all black and leather and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much to be said for that. Um, but so you've never read it. I've you've never, never read been, it. No. So, but you're saying that I might have read. Like I, I might, might be tempted to buy the sexy leather bound volumes, but I'm never going to read them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've never read the Hellboy library editions, and I've got all all, all but one of those. Mm, okay. Um, but in fairness, I have read Hellboy in other mm, yeah, in formats. other formats. Um, yeah, it just. I mean, I think at, at times I've probably tried to read it at, at stages and just, and just bounced fell off it a bit. Yeah, and just and just fell yeah, out no, of it. But I, I can understand. I, mean, I can think. I think I I tried to read it. I don't know, maybe twenty years ago or something, and just it just I bounced off it. It was the same with I oddly um, uh, Swamp Thing. I remember uh, I sort of got to know John and Fred uh, and uh, John McRae and Fred Collier who ran Dark uh, um, Dark Horizons Dark Horizons comic shop. And they were kind of trying to expand my the readers of things I read, and they gave me I think it was a Batman issue of something because I'd been sitting in the back of Fred's car and all the the Bernie all. the Bernie Wrightson something uh, or the or the Alan Moore the Alan Moore the Alan Moore okay. and I went oh this is amazing you got to read this and I just I bounced off it it just wasn't for me I, and I came back to it much much later and was like oh this is amazing but at that time it was just yeah. just wasn't the kind of thing I liked um, and I don't know if that's my taste changed or expanded or or what but um, yeah, I think definitely certain <clears throat> things hit you differently at different times in your life yeah yeah and Sandman was the first grown up comic I ever read yeah and it was intoxicating to me <laughs> as like a you know introverted little 14 year old uh-huh. that book was that rocked my world i, I can i mean i i suspect because i was really more in the sci-fi than fantasy stuff yeah the fan the fact it was fantasy made me just not 
that interested in it. And I, I eventually, I mean, eventually, maybe I don't know, not even that long ago, about three years ago, um, through the NI Library app, I just read all of it just because I felt like not having read it was like a weird gap in in the mm. library of yeah. books that I've read. Because um, it's one of those books you go, oh, you've got to read Watchmen, you've got to read Dark Knight Return, you've got to read Sandman, you've got to, you know, it's one of those ones you hit when someone says, what, you know, what do you recommend? So I thought I'd better read all of this. And what I found was lots of really interesting individual tales. I wasn't keen on an awful lot of the artwork, even now. Sandman's still... a weird and odd fish in, in, in the whole sort of like pantheon of graphic novels or comics that you need to read. And yeah. that it doesn't have a single artist attached to it. No, no. No, no it's all it's well, Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yeah, I think it's because the... Sandman is a kind of meandering story that doesn't. I mean, it's a it's a way to tell other stories. It's a it's what I think of as a story machine. It's it's a kind of it's like in some respects it's like the Hulk TV show. It's not about when the Hulk begins and the Hulk ends in the TV show. It's about what are these little places they visit on the voyage to getting you know and, and each of these individual stories. So you do find them kind of tying up, and I think it gets a little more. Um, tied up towards the end of it but it is essentially a way to tell lots and lots of different stories that Neil Gaiman seemed to be interested in telling at the time and I think I was much more interested in maybe you know um Watchmen and things that had a beginning, middle, and end. You know, yeah. they, they seem to have a beginning, middle, and end. And when you do recommend people read these things, they go, "Oh, well." Swamp. And Swamp Thing has Swamp Thing's a bit like that as well, but it feels a bit more focused than than Sandman. I think. Well, I, I think yeah, I think whenever Alan Moore started Swamp Thing, he didn't know where he was going to end up, but he he sort of had a general idea of what he wanted to do with yeah, the character. The shape, yeah, and I'd say. Neil Gaiman was something similar with Sandman. Well, the, but but the thing the thing with uh, Swamp Thing, I th- I think, is that almost every story revolves around Swamp Thing. He's the yeah. central character in, in so many of them. Whereas that's not necessarily true with Sandman. A lot of the times he's not the central character. Uh, he, uh, sometimes he's like Judge Dredd coming in at the end and yeah. going, "I'm here now. Everything stops." For or, he's, me. or he's sort of like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, yeah. Here's a terrible tale. tale. Yeah. Um, which is not in any way default it because it's still I think I mean people really love that stuff you know it's it, but it does feel like it's not um, it doesn't have an essential there's not an essentiality to it that, that some of these other things there's have. certainly individual stories that I think are as good as anything in comics yeah and I yeah. think yeah I mean I've probably read it three or four times in my yeah. life and it hits different depending on when I've read it you know yeah. and it's been a few years now. Um, Time to reread it. I think it I've started is. rereading it. I've got the um, DC and uh, in, DC Infinity. What's it called? DC Ultimate. DC the DC, DC Comics Un- app. Yeah, DC Universe. Universe thing. Yeah. So I, you can just pick it up and start reading it from from within yeah. that. I, I have started reading Constantine that way. It's really good. The Jimmy Delano run. The, the really yeah, early Constantine. That, that, that's a, that's a storyline I'd love to kind of start at the start and see how far I get into it before I just. Just yeah, can't but, handle it anymore, yeah. you know. But anyway, the TV show, I've I watched was, all I, of it. You've watched oh. all of it in two days. I was excited when I yes. heard Netflix yeah. were going to make it. And then they made Lock and Key. Yeah. And I thought, well, wow. Yeah. They they went, they can go out of their way to fuck stuff up yeah. if they really want to. I quite like Lock and Key, but. And okay. then I saw the trailer uh-huh. for Sandman and I was like, wow, this, this leaves me as cold as the comic books. Like, all do you know of this. What, do you know what? The first trailer for Sandman, I thought, nah, not, not too bothered. I mean, not fussed. And then I saw the trailer with Lucifer in it and I thought, oh no, this is really interesting. This, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this now. This, don't know if I, I don't know if I saw that trailer or not. Uh, um, oh, what's her name playing Lucifer? It's um, Glenn, Gwen. Christy. Yeah, Gwen, oh, I have yeah. seen a trailer with her in it. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and it's such a great 
just as a great idea to have her cast as Lucifer for a start. Just phenomenal bit of cast. I think all the cast is phenomenal in it. Um, uh, Stephen Fry as Fiddler's Green, just amazingly okay. smart bit of casting. Um, I, I've not paid much attention to the the promo stuff, mm. and so I watched the first episode. I fell asleep. <laughs> halfway through i mean that doesn't i mean that that's in my experience with you that's no mark of quality no, on the not. show i mean i i can drift off the anything i mean I, I used to put on the exorcist to fall asleep at night so i mean it's it's nothing it's nothing to do with how excited reflection show on that show it's more a sign of everyone's workout regime although i did when i was watching i was like i wish i was enjoying this more mm. and that was just the the, the pervading sense that i got during it was that this feels like it's sh- this should be something i'd enjoy and i just i just just end up feeling like it was kind of a bit, a bit slow, a bit ponderous in, in ways that I wasn't expecting it to be. I mean, I, th- I think the comic can be a bit slow and a bit ponderous yeah, but, as well. but the thing is, I control the pace of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and this is kind of like, this is 51 minutes and you're well, going to feel it. Yeah. I, I, I was kind of, to me, the first episode was always, is always going to be a bit different from every other episode anyway, because in, in, I think, and I can't remember now, although it was two days ago, I guaranteed, my, I knew myself if I watched it all in a day or two, I would have forgotten it all by three weeks later. It would be all be gone. Yeah. Um, but like the first episode, essentially, you don't really see much of the Sandman. Even in the comic, you don't see much of the Sandman. Well, it's, it's all a, about it's, what's even in the, going in the on. comics, it's a weird place to start because it's sort of the middle. Yeah. And they did the exact same thing with the TV, which I thought was clearly because Gim was involved. Hmm. I don't think necessarily any other showrunner would have been like, well, let's start in the middle again. Yeah, yeah. Because that seemed like a, like a good storytelling device for him because he can kind of move backwards and forwards. And, yeah. And, and, but it's not really necessary for TV. You could you could have told this in a more linear fashion. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that, right, so when a character like the Sandman, who is Endless, were, is the beginning of that story. Well, yes, but... It, in the comics, there's a lot of happen. There's a lot that happens Ar- before I would, that. I would make the argument that um, what you're saying is the middle of the story is actually probably the start of the story. A better middle would be somewhere where he's walking around and he, and he flashes back to that. Yeah, a better middle might be the 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 um on the uh, the wings of her. I think it's called the the one um, with death in it. Where uh, uh, um, on what's it called? Oh, fuck, the, the sound name, of her wings. Sound of her wings. Uh, yeah. And you know that there you could start from that and move into you know why he is different than he was previously. You know, you, you've got to have conversation there about you seem to have changed. Why is that? And then you... But, I mean, it isn't a character that lasts forever, so where do you really start? But having said all of that, I think one thing that... Because that, um, I, I started rereading the first issue. After I'd seen it all, I started rereading the first issue. And it's much more... The TV series has much more of an idea of how, how, to, keep, how to keep a string running through all of it. Hmm. Whereas the, the comic always felt like... I'm going to start here and then every idea that I hit upon off, if I fancy it, I'll explore it a bit and move on to the next thing. This seems much more like a traditional TV series in the sense that they've gone, um, no, in order for this to pay off at the end, we need to start showing these things now. Like, for example, the big the big difference in, in the comic and the, the TV is a very subtle one, but the big difference is that the Corinthian turns up in the first episode yeah. and essentially is the prompt to help um Roderick Burgess. Yes. Uh, so Roderick Burgess captures Sandman in the comic. And in the comic, um, he basically puts him in a glass cage, cage to keep him there. In the TV show, the Corinthian turns up after he's been trapped in this circle and says, you need to build a glass case for him if you want to keep him trapped there. And so now you've already set up that the Corinthian is kind of the bad guy. I mean, it's it's bigger than that, but it, it sets yeah, up the Corinthian that, that, that sort of set wheels in motion. That almost like sort of imposes a... 
a more traditional narrative on it than the comics have. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have that all the way through. But yeah. yes, it does. It does impose more. But I, I don't see that as a weakness. You know, I no, mean, it's, I mean, it's, but it's, it's all, got more of me, an act structure. I think yeah. over the whole arc, and it feels like there's a beginning, middle, and end to this arc yeah. that, that maybe the comics lacked. And I think it's it's it essentially takes the first two books of it and kind of compresses them into one eight episode or a ten episode series. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm I, gonna have to watch more of it, obviously. And, and but do you know one thing I did really like about it? I thought, which is the sound production. I thought the sound production was phenomenal. Just the audio, the audio stuff, the background noises, all of that stuff. His voice, things like that. Things that are very subtle. Um, Desire's voice and things like that. That that. A comic can't do. Yeah, you know that you you know going into it, you've no audio cues. You don't know what any of these things are like. You've got Todd Klein's amazing lettering. So how do you translate that into audio? And, yeah. But I think they've done a really good job on it. I guess. Yeah. The thing that I kind of real felt when I was watching that first episode was, wow, this isn't just in my head anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's you know for good or ill. This is Neil Gaiman's idea of what Sandman looks like in the. Yeah, but that's what is this, what is this Sandman looks like now? Well, yeah, you know, I mean, yes. I, I, like this is the Batman problem, which is uh, if you don't like this Batman, another one will be along in a couple of years. Don't well, worry yeah, about it. But there probably won't be another. <laughs> there Sandman. probably won't be another yeah. Sandman. This will probably be like Lord of the Rings, I suspect, in the sense that if someone else braves the idea of making a Lord of the Rings, they're going to have their job cut out for them just distancing themselves from the previous one. Yeah. You know, you'll never be able to make a new Lord of the Rings uh, based on the, you know, those books without someone going, it's not as good as Peter Jackson's one, is it? Or yeah. It's not quite the same or you need to make, so you really have to come at it from a completely different angle. But I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Scott, I, still, I still don't like the the, still the dumping all the episodes all at once. I think it's bad. Terrible no, I don't, idea. yeah, I'm not mad keen on that, and and I do think like I would have I would have quite enjoyed it. Two episodes, I would I would have been in for two episodes and waited to next week and the following week and the following week. But that's their that's their model, you know. That's that's. Oh, they're that's, stuck with it now. Yeah. yeah. Well, weirdly, I mean, there's no reason to be stuck with it. There's no reason not to. They've got they can control that. Maybe yeah. they can give you a choice, like in your settings. <laughs> yeah, in your settings, just go in and go. Binge or one one a week. Yes, but Scott, well, the, the, I mean, well, as you is, well know, yes, he when it comes them all to one <laughs> when it comes to the the marshmallow problem with children, you know that the marshmallow yeah. psychologist thing where you leave yeah. the, give the child put a marshmallow in front of the child, and say you leave that for five minutes, I'll come back with two marshmallows. A lot of children just eat that one marshmallow. Yeah, that is what I would do. I would just eat that one marshmallow. I just go ah. And I, I guess the obvious problem, the most you know oft stated issue with it, is that you you've got to watch them all if you don't want to be spoiled. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You've that's, got to dive in because yeah, people some no, bugger will come on. Yeah. Like Scott, who've got off Twitter, this isn't a problem for them. No, although uh, Instagram, I would Instagram, just, spoiled, I would have emailed them spoilers. Instagram spoiled some stuff in Stranger Things for me. IMDb spoiled some stuff in Better Call Saul for me. Wow. Um, and what was the other one? Oh, Wikipedia spoiled Lightyear for me last night when I was when I was I went to look up who was doing the voice of a character, and it said. They do the voice of this character who is related to this issue. I'm like, hang on a second. I just want to know who did the voice. Yeah. Not, not a bit of a plot description in the character description. Mm, yeah. That was a bit stupid, but. Um, we'll talk about Lightyear in a second. Okay. Yeah, so IMDb had a, a picture for the. So the second last episode was last week, so the last episode should be this week, whenever this episode is. Okay. Episode of the podcast is coming out. Uh, yeah, about a week ago, they had a very spoilery still. 
Ah, for the episode um, why were you on IMDB anyway was this where you worked um, no. well but yeah but I look up IMDB I was like oh I've seen that guy in that thing and then yeah. and then I think I just I literally just wanted to check how many episodes of Better I, Call Saul I like there were this season I like to and watch things with my wife and go oh they were in five other TV shows let me tell you all about them she yeah. loves that <laughs> She well, I, I try to tell Susie what they are before looking up IMDb. That's my <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's obviously the, yeah. Skill. That's obviously the way we try and do it. But sometimes, you know, you just have to give in. But yeah, I mean, some yeah, I'll probably watch it. But like, I'm not, I'm not in a massive rush. There's, there's other things to be watched. There's other things to consume. Yeah, consume. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't watched, have you watched Lightyear then? I've seen Lightyear. Yeah, Did I actually you? watched it for the second time today. Oh with, right, with, okay. with the kids. All right, I watched it last night. I, yeah. the, I, for me, there, there's two things going on. One is. I mean, the design work and stuff on it, amazing. Yes. Just amazing. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah, really, really and the, nice. And like character design it's Pixar, and the shapes. The same, and just gorgeous. It, the, the Pixar-ness mm-hmm. is in the visuals, yeah. but not in anything else. No. It's not a Pixar movie. The, yeah, well, this is, this is the thing. I, I The weirdness for me is not that, oh, this is the film that Andy saw when he was a kid. and this. I don't care about that. The weirdness for me is... That's a sequel to another movie, surely. That's not the first Buzz Lightyear movie. Like, the first Buzz Lightyear movie has got to be, oh my god, the planet Earth is being destroyed, we've all got to get off planet Earth. Who, how are we going to do this? We need space rangers. That's the Buzz Lightyear movie. Not, no, that, not no, we I have think been travelling, the... uh, you know, and now we've got landed uh, on know, this No, I kind of know what you're saying. It's like, there's not enough setup of his character There's not enough setup of his character, or why they're on a generational ship at all. Yeah. Like, why are they even in that ship? Why are they looking for another planet? Why is the film start with them landing on a planet going, no, this one's not for us? And there's an awful lot of bemoaning not being a space ranger anymore. We don't get to see what being a space ranger means. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to be a space ranger. Did you? Let's see that movie then. Let's see the space ranger mo- movie. And, uh, and there's, a, there's a big plot element, which I felt like was the... Um, the felt very like uh, Lost in Space, the, the film. Okay, yeah. Where, the the Matt LeBlanc film? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never saw that, I don't think. Have you not? No. Oh, where, where the kid meets... Anyway, to me, I mean, I don't want to spoil it. You can spoil Lost in Space. I know, but I feel like now that I've mentioned there's a plot element okay, that's similar right. to well, it, I feel yeah. like... That what you're about to mention is the thing that the Wikipedia entry spoils yeah. me. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it does. It does. I mean, there's. it feels like it's grabbed a, a bunch of plot things. It almost feels like Pixar do this thing often where they go, here's our film, and somebody comes in and goes, that's shite, let's do a different one. And they go, all right, that's shite, let's get rid of it. And then it becomes... Well, the the character, and the, you know, it becomes a kind of almost mathematical problem. Then, like, how do we fit these things together and make these things happen in a certain way? And normally, that works. To me, it feels like there was a different Buzz Lightyear movie that set up the character of Buzz Lightyear and set up the world and the universe, and they abandoned it for this, which feels like a sequel to it. I feel like Disney said to Pixar. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make us a Buzz Lightyear film, yeah? And they said we don't want to. <laughs> they said, "Well, you're." I'm not that cynical. Well, I you're think, gonna make I us. That... Well, you're gonna make us a Buzz Lightyear, <clears throat> and we want to have Buzz, mm-hmm. and we want to have Zerg, yeah. Because without them, there's what, no. It's not, what, what, there's, it's, not, it's not a Buzz Lightyear and film. We want a lot of action figures. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I want. We, I was watching... and we want it to be out in X amount of time because we're your daddy. Yeah. Well, yeah, like here's here's the other thing. The like so Buzz's suit that he wears turns up in the first couple of minutes of it, and then he gets out of it because he's no longer a space ranger. I think is the gist of that. And then he and then he ends up back in the suit again, much much later in the film. And that's like, don't start with him in the suit, and then he comes and then go, it feels like make getting the suit the thing, you know. But don't start him off in the suit and just go. But is, is I'm it not, not wearing this anymore? It, I'm trying to remember. 
You only saw it this morning. No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm trying to remember vague things that he says in that the action figure says. Yeah, in there's Toy a lot Story. of that dialogue yeah. in there. So I'm, because I'm nearly sure that in there's Toy Story he dialogue. is on a mission. Yeah. To find a plant, to find a habitable yeah. planet. So clearly, this figure that he is from, yeah, is. Yeah, from it's, it's, this, yeah. it's from you know from and, this that movie. Yeah, but also, I mean, to me, like I'm on a mission to find out. It's you've got to lead off with uh, why are you leaving planet Earth? <laughs> you've got to lead off with something I'm there. Not it just feels so like sure. it feels I'm like there's a so plot sure. there that's been abandoned. You know, I don't yeah. know. I mean, this is a lot of talking about a movie that is essentially a piece of bubblegum. Well, yeah, it's a, it's 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 a, it's an addendum. It's, a, yeah. it's an appendix. Yeah. It just it feels like one of those. If if Lightyear hadn't have been such an iconic character from yeah. such a massive film, it's franchise. weird. That nobody's got. Let's let's make the the uh, Woody TV show. Yeah. Um. But I just feel like it would have been one of those like Disney straight to DVD yeah. Yeah. like sequels to yes, something. That's true. It just, and it feels like that in pretty much every think, way, apart from aesthetically. Gone, this would be straight to DVD, but now it's going straight to Disney Plus, and we want it to look much nicer. Or do you think they can't help themselves making these things? Look I, much I don't. Nicer? I don't think you cast Chris Evans if it's going straight to. No. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, I mean, we saw it in the cinema. Like it wasn't straight to. Oh, right, right, to right. Disney. It's we been, just it was, waited for it to come on yeah. the Disney Channel. Um. um I'm more. I'm actually because I'm on a sort of. It feels like we're heading in in, um, media, towards back towards 1920 sci-fi, in some respects. It feels like there, there's a a kind of media, slow, gathering a pace towards you know rocket ships and ray guns that kind of thing that multicolored rocket ships and ray guns and. There's a a Disney film coming out. I think it's called Strange Worlds. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I saw the poster of it. Which has an nice. element of that. Has element. I've not seen it. No. Is, yeah. is like 1930s sci-fi. I think Strange Worlds was one of those kind of amazing fantasy. Or you yeah. know, but before Spider-Man, this is like amazing fantasy with with Isaac Asimov. So the 1930s, kind of you're sort of, you're you're talking like sort of Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. that yeah. kind of old-fashioned sci-fi. And part of that is, I mean, and I'm talking about <laughs> this is sounding like really tossy, but uh, it's it's like. It's like being Aussie Mandius with your bank full of TV screens and going, oh, I see the world is heading towards, uh, you know, um, looking back and uh, let's invest money in this kind of perfume. It's probably it's, because it's, the elements sci-fi... Of everything is going towards the that. The sci-fi back then was a much more bright and colourful and almost hopeful yeah, yeah. sci-fi. That's where the sci-fi think... that we grew up with was a much more Dark, dystopian and, yeah. and we're already there. Yeah. So we don't need to see, so we don't need to see that thanks yeah. very much. Um and the powers that be have probably twigged well, I, on to yeah, that. I don't, and, I don't know if it's powers that be so well, much. I, I mean as, uh, powers that be is as in the studios. Well, yeah. I mean the, the sci-fi of the 1920s is an obvious reaction to World War 1. Yeah. And sci-fi of the 1970s is a reaction to Vietnam and things yeah. like that. And now, like know, Star Star Wars was a Vietnam allegory, uh, right? Apparently so. <laughs> and uh <laughs> You know, obviously, every sci-fi era is sort of a reaction to what came before. So, I mean, you're saying so it's bright and shiny because it's it's colorful. Now. Sorry, yeah, I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's reflecting now or so much as a, a kind of counterbalance to. Yeah, to I would things. say it's a, it's a more it's a counterbalance to what. Yeah. It's a counterbalance to you know AI something like Children and, of Man does not get made now. No, no. Like nobody wants to, nobody wants to see that right now. <laughs> I remember not that long ago, um, Charlie Brooker saying. 
you know being asked if he's going to make any any more uh black mirror and he went no i i don't want like i, uh, I we've we've some ideas but nobody, wa- nobody, nobody wants, wants to, make to make it, it. <laughs> nobody wants to do it before we before we jump off the the disney plus um train has anybody managed to watch prey yes that's what i was gonna be i haven't seen it yet oh god I do want to see it. I really hope uh, you to watch it. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to see it, but I haven't, I haven't had a chance to sit and watch it yet. I'm, well, I, I've spent gonna, the last two days watching Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat down on Friday morning. I was like, "This is a big weekend for stuff." You know, yeah. I, I just mm, kind yeah. of, I was plowed through as much of it as I could. But what is, well, Disney, you, we can talk about what you Disney, thought. What Disney, we, yeah, tell us what you think. But also, Disney Plus has become the only service that I kind of go. I'll pay for that for the next year. Let's see. Where's oh, the there's, other there's some like really on, good deals out there I'll, for Disney Plus, yeah. like twenty five quid for the year. Oh, was there? Yeah, oh, okay. I can't remember. I, I, right. I saw I'm it on the. It, so. uh, for new subscribers, is it? Yeah, but just change your email address. Oh, but I lose my history. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was Hot UK Deals, the 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 kind of forums yeah. thing they have had posted a couple over the last week or so. But anyway. Um, well, I what definitely you, get value I from really it, Disney. It. I really love Prey. I thought I, it was great. I I've been hearing great things about Prey. Loved it as well. I'm into I it. want, I want this to become a thing. Period I pieces. Want, of I want period Predator. pieces of Predator throughout the ages. Yeah. And sometimes I don't always want them to get his fuck knocked in. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I want him to take win. some trophies and fuck off home. But I, <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> we can't really talk about it. Is this is this the credits thing? No. Um. Towards the end, and how that relates to other Predator movies. All right, okay. Maybe uh, we can talk about it. Later, Maybe we can talk yeah. about it after. Because I don't. I, I noticed something at the end, but it was yeah. In the credits. did Prey go yeah. straight? Did Prey go to cinemas? Or no, it went no, straight, straight to Disney Plus. Straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. It, it was it was yeah. a Fox production. And it was kind of one of the last Fox productions I think that was in production. Yeah. Disney and they up. were so fucking smart about it because I, especially these type types of genre movies, yeah. I would say that I am pretty. I have my finger pretty on the pulse yeah. for this stuff. And a month ago somebody sent me the teaser, mm-hmm. which oh, was just great. which was just the um and he didn't know it was the indigenous people walking through yeah. the thing with the bows drawn and they're yeah. walking through the long grass and you just hear nothing and then the three red dots appear mm. on the guy's head and then the title comes up and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, Holy shit, I can I, mean, I can't wait eighteen months for this to come I, out. This I is think- gonna be absolute torture and then it just comes up. August fifth, Disney Plus. I was like, hot dog. <laughs> the um, the nice thing is, if you watch the original Predator and uh, the second one, Predator Two, they are period pieces now. They, they, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah, they very much are. <laughs> yeah, no well, but, you know, yes, yeah, I mean, Predator Two set in nineteen ninety seven, and it's exactly how I remember nineteen ninety seven. Absolute lawlessness. No, I want Predator pieces throughout the ages. Hmm. I and I would happily pay cash money. For that, on a regular basis. I want to see one set during the Irish Civil War called Opre. Pre-tato? So yes, I would I would take those, please. Please and thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Fox. It was a fucking delight. Yes. Have, you read, have you read many of the Predator comics? None, 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 none of them, none no. whatsoever. Because they, they all look like absolute gash as well. Okay, strong opinion. The same, well, the same thing. Like the, they never same with the Alien comics. Yeah, and they, a lot of the Alien comics are amazing. Mm, like, mm. Yeah, but like I, I mean, the thing the thing is, so Predator, like you're you're I, what you're saying to me, I think is I don't care what I don't care about plot complexity. I want Predator to land in some situation I've never seen before. Pirate ships. Let's have pirates. <laughs> <versus> Predator. <laughs> the Predators of the Caribbean. <laughs> 
<laughs> let's, let's have that. I don't, I don't want the plot to be a single iota different from any other Predator films, except maybe a Predator either wins or Predator loses. That's it. That's the only thing I want. But I also want to see how people die, how people survive. But the gist of it, identical. And, you know, the Irish Civil War, let's have that. The, you know... Uh, during the troubles, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> now you're talking. I want it. I want it to be like. Do you remember like they made Shaft, and then they made like Shaft went to Africa. I want to see the Predator goes to Africa. <laughs> I mean, now all I'm picturing is whenever whenever British TV comedies did like films, they'd all go on holiday. Yeah, I'm picturing the Predator on holiday. <laughs> Just yeah. carry on camping with the yeah, predator. Off the just all of that stuff. So, but so what you're saying then is you don't care about the plot. You no, did, I do you care about the, the plot. Predator, no, 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 no. But, no, but I the plot's got to be about the people, and I mean yeah. the predator's got to come in and just eat them one at a time, essentially. No, just so scar- know, scar- and, and but, the, but, but I think I think there's definitely a a mechanism by which you could reveal more about the predator species in these movies, but also have a rollicking and good time. As he fights, I thought, I thought I you'd know. say have a, an erotic good erotic, time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> no, I, was saying, I think we'll go back to the table on that one. But erotic good time, <laughs> an erotic good time as he as he comes up against Maori warriors. Oh or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Aboriginal tribesmen. Yeah. He can fight anyone, anyone, mm. anywhere. I want to see him in cold it's. <laughs> one more two predators. Nazis, yeah. Nazis versus predators. Oh, oh yes. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm. What a delight! You, do you know what? That's gr- that's great. So, but the question is, can you do the same thing with Alien? Because Aliens that's had lots of lose. films. That's who'll lose. That's who'll lose. Nazis versus predators. Yeah. the predators will win. Yeah, the pre- yeah, predators win. <laughs> that's at the that's, end. He kills Hitler. That's how you humanize. Yeah. <laughs> you, still, you still have to have. You know, you know predators, someone to root for predators, but you're like, they, I'm rooting for the predators. The predators, yeah. they have their problems, but they're no Nazis. Yeah. That's, for, that's for sure. <laughs> um. So. I mean, as long as it doesn't trivialise any of these terrible, terrible people, <laughs> that's the important thing. Jesus Christ. Um, Predator so, versus Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and the Romans. Ah, all of that. <laughs> um, predator in the Coliseum. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, a trapped, a trapped Predator. A trapped Predator. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Versus, uh, uh, Although that feels like something that would happen on their home planet. Yes. Yeah. It brings some, yeah. But anyway, we're never going to do any of this stuff. This is not our problem. Um, but like aliens. So what would you do with aliens? I mean, what were? I mean, alien is a t- alien is a is a because in some ways it's, it's almost because the first one's almost the same as Predator in the sense. But no, because the, the alien doesn't the have any motivation. The, no, it doesn't have motivation. It also doesn't have transport. Yeah, it's not a. You know, it depends it's on... It's that long, lingering dread. But then they both have that. Don't yeah, they? but it depends. It, well, it depends on how you view the alien lower hmm. like they were they were originally bred as a weapon to be yeah. dropped onto yeah. onto planets and my, then and you know and yeah, my issue with alien is that there is somewhere some sort of narrative that has been imposed on all this and mm. i want to know what the story is mm. where did they come from where did yeah. they go cotton eye joe all that <laughs> i want to know the thing front to back and that's where prometheus was sort of going and covenant but yeah. they, they they clearly dropped that thread because no one watched those films yeah. or at least no one watched covenant I, 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 I like quite it. liked it. I liked it too. I quite liked it. I'm, I'm I, all for um, ridiculous myth building with these things. I'm all. What's that? All of these creatures that look like humans are ginormous. I'm having that. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I want to, to know more about that. And yeah. I'm not necessarily. You know, I don't care so much about aliens versus people. I want to know what is the the lore that they're building yeah. up there. Yeah. But 
there's since the, been yeah, no so that, that's my main, my main problem with the, the or the main problem with the alien is you've got to bring the people to the alien is the alien versus predator a period piece as well it's not it's not a well no it's, a, it's, well, it's, a, it's set in the future Oh, was there not an alien versus predator set? No, no there's there's what, yeah, when, they, when the humans and they go, they go into the. See, it's non-canon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely non-canonical. Canonical. Canonical. Um, yeah, the pre- the alien one is a tougher nut to crack. I think. I I, I think I'm disappointed that Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Uh, that his version mm. doesn't seem like it's going to be going ahead because Ridley Scott just won. Ridley Scott's like fucking Charlton Heston from my cold dead hands. Well, then Ridley, tell us what the story is. I know. I'd re- yeah. Look, just write it down and film that. Yeah, Ridley, I like Covenant. <laughs> I do. You know, give me some. Give me some more of that. Um, I actually we- really think that David is an interesting yes character. What about Raised by Wolves? Is is I mean, I feel like that. Gosh, gonna- I watched all of that, and I I watched the, all of the most recent. Uh series like week in week out and i could not tell you what in the living fuck was going on i've watched none of it and i every second of that i watched and i could not tell you what that was about even even whenever shows like i'm trying to think of, of stuff where there's there's lore happening around it that people maybe aren't quite aware of and then there's weird shit and and Fuck me. Like, they just made some choices and decided to double down. It's like, here, see her? Mm, she's a tree. She's a tree now. Because. Uh, what? Uh, okay. So she, so, so she, overnight, she's just a tree. Yeah, yeah, she's just a, she's just a tree she's now. She's a tree now. Yeah. This is a yeah. giant snake monster. F- is the, the, the giant snake no monster. Reason. Yeah, it, yeah. And then we're probably going to fall down a hole and find a whole bunch of humans. Uh, but the snake monster is the important thing. We'll put, yeah, we'll put him in a cage. Is there any sort of tie into Greek mythology in this thing? <sighs> no. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe. I mean, it's very, it's a weird show. I mean, I like first I, of all, I know almost nothing about visually. It, it looks like when we're talking about like the, the throwback to nineteen thirty sci fi. Visually, it looks like um, the entirety, everything from Star Wars onwards, never happened. And Ridley Scott's gone. Just anything from ignore it. Where where our starting point is. 1930s sci-fi uh you know it's Back flash gordon again. flash gordon everything is that that's our standpoint metropolis yeah. flash gordon that's our starting so point. there was a, the, so the, the, the even rough... the uniforms and and the spaceships and yeah the, like like all of it is the, very the, the onesie like the 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 skin tight onesie is a is a common oh i can't wear those <laughs> <laughs> but the whole the, the thing seems to be that there was a there was a war on earth between a religious, a religious faction. sect and and, and atheists a, and there, there was the Mithraic. The atheists are very into AI and have lots of robots and computers. Really, and I find most of, most of us atheists are pacifists. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, that's... Um, and then they they sent this this kind of probe to a distant planet with some embryos to which were going to be nurtured. So the atheists sent the probe with uh, robots that were going to nurture them. Yeah, One mother, was called and, mother, mother and father. And father. Uh, who are typical Ridley Scott uh, uh, robots in the in that they have they have white blood that kind of, you know that so yeah. he's, he's picking and choosing from his own his yeah. sci-fi elements um, um, and the, then there is a, a a craft that crash lands on the planet that had Mithraic Mithraic the, is the, the Mithraic is the, the, the religious, religious section. Sect. And it crash lands on the same planet, which has a very Greek sound in the Mithraic, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's and they they worship this sun god. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then there's a bit of a butting of heads. Honestly, this uh, this probably isn't selling to me. I might have to watch it. I and would it, watch. And it. towards the end of the last episode, the mother gives birth to a giant snake monster for yep. no apparent reason. Yep. Okay. At which point yep. everyone's and which flies gets uh, gets pregnant. I mean, you should probably point out the fact that the robot gets pregnant. <laughs> yes, by another robot. By a but no, by a robot dream. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Happened to any all of us. Happened to all of us. Um, I. I loved the first season. Yeah. And I liked the second season. I think I loved the third season, but I genuinely don't know what happened. There's a really good... The, the guy from... Um, did you watch Vikings? No? Um, sporadically, not really. There's a guy... The guy in it who's like the main Viking. Okay. Um, He's a blonde guy. Yes, that guy. There's a really... He perform, has an amazing performance throughout the thing as this kind of... He joined, He's, isn't he? A so he joined the myth. He was on the Mithraic ship, but he was an atheist who cut his, who had plastic surgery to look like a Mithraic to get him and his wife out of the off the planet before it died. Okay, and then he turned. Then he turns into like this complete devotee messiah, messiah thing, and I think he's fantastic. Yeah, stuff, the yeah. whole way through it. But fuck me, it is yeah, the thing with it is that it's like I think. You you watch something like this that's quite far out, and you think it's gonna it's gonna reel itself slowly but surely into yeah. things that we understand, things that we know the meaning of, and yeah. and and we're gonna be able to map on, we're gonna be able to map the current world onto what the ideas they're putting forth here. But instead of doing that, it just went further and further yeah. out, and yeah. it sort of it built on its own mythology to such an extent that you're left there going. Wow, I mean, like Star Wars. I I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Star Wars. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> You can watch Star Wars as a purely sci-fi thing, and then you can kind of go, "Well, I understand. Well, I wonder what this evil empire is that they're talking about in this thing." And you can map it onto the current, under the real world, and so you and and you don't get the sense it's totally alien. It's never totally. It's always it's almost cosplaying alien. It's never totally alien. Nothing. Okay. It's like when you see an alien in it, it's like, "Oh, that's a bloke in a suit. That's what that is. That's a guy in a wee, a tiny guy in a little bin. That's what that is." Whereas this is like properly weirdly alien, almost yeah. like non-human thought going into it, yeah, and that that sometimes makes no sense. And you're kind of looking for explanations, little snippets of yeah. well, why is that? It magic? would like or is that I really wish. Happening? I mean, the da- the bad point is here that it's been cancelled. Uh, well, I knew that much. I knew, I knew so it so we'll never know. We're never going to find out exactly. Which kind of robbed me of any interest in it. I yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's, I it shan't is, go down that rabbit hole then. It's yeah. disappointing because like. I don't think it answered any of the questions that it posed throughout three seasons. <laughs> no. Well, then season, like the end of season one was like, oh my God, this giant snake monster exists. And then season two was like, ah, snake monster is all right. We'll yeah, just keep the, it yeah, the it'll keep, be, yeah, be friendly to us. Keeps himself to himself. Generally yeah, all right, chap. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, well, what was the big deal there? Yeah. Oh, very strange. Yeah. I haven't watched, I don't think I've watched any of season three. Season but I love three the introduces, theme, introduces mermaids. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, to who? <laughs> So they find the, these like kind of weird lizard. They can't go in the water because the water's acidic. The humans can't. And then there's the like these weird lizard creatures that are in the water that like jump out and snatch people. Yeah. But they're like humanoid reptilian like weirdness. So they get introduced. Um. There's some terrifying other robots that 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 get I, introduced. I'd like, be honest with you. I, I on the one. I hand, think you'd enjoy it if you. I, I, you'd I enjoy have it enjoyed you, it. Yeah. I've enjoyed it as purely like idea fuel like, yeah just pour this into me i'm yeah. i'm willing to see other worlds i want to see strange weird stuff now yeah I and i that. really like the 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 main girl whose name i forget but she's from here 
Oh. I think the the mother, I think, or no, maybe it's like one of the two of them, mother or the, the Mithraic girl. Uh-huh. Um, one of the two of them's from here, and I can't remember which one. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think her perform the mother performance is great throughout. I've noticed throughout. so many, like now, I, I mean, this is probably nothing to you because of your age, but like now I'll be listening to Radio 4 or something, and there'll be a, a Northern Ireland voice on, on it. Like, and I'll go, oh, they're from here. <laughs> and, it, and, uh, and it's like nothing. It's not like, like in the old days it'd be, Oh, they're from here and they're talking about the troubles and it's not that yes. it's like they're from here and they're talking about something unrelated to the troubles yeah. it's like what were they talking why were they on that radio show if they weren't even talking about the troubles what's going on <laughs> well you, you, you've ran a perfectly good segue i had there you oh. said idea fuel so we were going to talk about uh artificial intelligence and, and oh yeah and yeah 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 that, uh, so yeah there's, there's um yeah we were going to talk about artificial intelligence but it's specifically the artificial intelligence stuff that's allowing people to generate images yes. based on text prompts. Scott, no interest in this whatsoever. Scott's like, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't L- affect, like, doesn't affect less, me or my life. Less than no interest. <laughs> like, I tried the Cray AI on, uh-huh. the the thing. I haven't like, tried that one. I've it, tried Midjourney and and uh, Dali 2. I've only tried Midjourney. Have you? Yeah. Okay. So the Cray uh, AI on is one that kind of went through our kind of social group chat mm-hmm. things a couple of months ago when people were like... Hang on, hang on. You've got a social group chat? For like, like for friend groups and work groups and like all those what sorts of... What are you saying is you have friends friend, that aren't You've us. got friends group? Yeah. Why am I not in it? Because you don't know the other people. <laughs> it's not just a group of everybody that I More know. It's not like a group that I'm... You. It's, it's not like a group that I'm the leader and everybody that I know comes into the group. That's not the... That's not the way it works. Um, oh, does it work? It's like my my friends that I grew up with. I have one, and then my work friends on, that but, I have one. But when you have like when you're out with a group of friends, you and you see another friend walking past, you don't go. Only I know that one, so we're not talking to him. That's not what happens. That's you go, yeah, later. but you can talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also in that instance, we can talk to each other without everybody else being involved. Okay, I'll just just feel a bit longer, uh, I feel like thought. this is getting off topic. About yeah. <laughs> It's the only way to draw his interest. I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm, I think it's all horse shit. What, what do you mean? Right. Okay. So there's there's. So basically, all the cray AI on thing yeah. has uh, done is people like here. What if the Pope was eating a fry? Oh yeah, yeah. They're all very. And then it would ideas. be like this fucking terrifying image of the Pope and a plate full of fucking beans. And you're like, oh fucking fantastic! Wow. <laughs> well, fucking. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think- gaze at my. <laughs> I think, I think you get out of it when you put into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I true. Mean, but I just, I, like, I'm just like... Uh, it's probably not that hard to find a picture of the Pope eating a fry anyway, but I mean... <laughs> but the thing is, I can't even get the fucking face right. Every no, one of no. the Popes is like a fucking terrifying melting waxwork. <laughs> yes. Like, there's loads of pictures of the Pope out there. <laughs> there's loads of pictures of Popes. Yeah, it's merged them all into one ginormous yeah. giga Pope. I mean, <laughs> I, it's just... It is Bob, like it is Bobbins, but so there. Mid Journey is very good at doing things that look very pretty. Like I've very seen that. Beautiful. I saw it before you guys sent me the link. I, I had seen. Uh, there's a guy who I follow on Instagram. He normally posts stuff that's like um, raising awareness of social mm-hmm. issues, but he's also a. Um, uh, director and filmmaker so this kind of stuff yeah. would interest him and he specifically did made one reel on instagram about mid-journey and how if you are a writer or a director or an author or something like that and you need concept artwork for mm. free for your 
project or a book cover or something like that to get onto Midjourney and type in like the keywords for your yeah. book or your project or whatever it is and create something that looks like a very, very expensively produced work of fant- fantasy or yeah. sci-fi um, art. Yeah. I mean, these things are, are culling. So that what they've done is they, they've gone through stacks and stacks of images and they have got a, built a kind of mechanism for generating new images based on those pre-existing images without those pre-existing images you'd get nothing at all yeah. but as it is they're they're able to go oh let's have a goat on a mountain top on an alien world that's kind like, of what i did oh, oh, oh. i wrote mountain goat with machine guns <laughs> and that's pretty much what i got <laughs> and sometimes the results you'll get sometimes you look at them and go it must have just got those from Google. I must have accidentally typed in a phrase it knows already, and yeah. it's got it's got those images, but but they're not. But I mean, ethically, do you have any ethical problems with it? Why would I have any ethical? Problems? Am I worried about the AI being worked too hard? No, <laughs> no. I mean, the so the ethical problems around it are: in order to produce this work, it's got to consume work by existing artists, and that that guy saying, yeah, but anybody with anybody with if. The thing about it is, and Ron had mentioned, like, are you worried about it taking your coloring job or or whatever? Yeah. The thing about it is, is it can't take fucking notes. Mm-hmm. So whenever, if if you have somebody, if you want, if somebody wants something done for free, I can't take notes either. No, <laughs> I'm not great at taking notes either, but I still have, but I still yeah, have, yeah, to. You have to. But like, if if somebody wants something for free, there's nobody out there losing a paid yeah, job yeah. for it. And they're just going to take whatever they're given. Yeah. If somebody was going to use this instead of hiring someone and they go, I want a mountain goat with machine guns mm-hmm. and it, the goat isn't quite to scale yeah. or the machine guns aren't right, you can't tell it that. Oh, you can. Yes, you can. You actually. absolutely you can. can. You can. What do you mean? You can you erase can like the head of goat. the goat and go, no, different, like a black goat. And it'll do do a black goat, or you can take erase or the machine give me gun. variations with bigger gun, or give me variations of mountaintops, and it will generate newer versions. I, yeah. it's kind of freaky to be honest how, yeah, yeah. how good it gets it, I mean you can get the thing that I find interesting is the beautiful is sometimes you'll get these incredible colours out of it that my brain wouldn't go to because it's it's sucked up all this data from lots of concept artists who are really good with colour and then when you kind of go oh a space scene in my head I'm going black and white black and white and the, and the computer's going oh no I've got all this amazing gorgeous looking concept art I've, I've swallowed up so let me regurgitate some of it in, yeah. a, in a new form for you that's what's happening yeah that's, I, that's I, the gist of it but you don't care no I really don't <laughs> I, I just try to get to come up with the maddest stuff that I could think of yeah you know? see, that, I mean it just seems like a novelty Clip Studio it has, seems like fucking VR yeah, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, VR's gonna change everything!" And then everybody plays Beat Saber for two years, yeah. and that's basically all it's done. Yeah, like, oh, it's gonna change how you watch. T- the World Cup's gonna be broadcast in VR. Fuck off. Well, I think what we're seeing though is the first five minutes of this, and it's only gonna get more and more. It's gonna be cancelled before season two starts. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna get a video, more and more there's a, video, a guy's done this video where he's holding in his hand. Um, so I think what he's done is he's he's filmed his hand and he's used each frame of the film to produce uh, a single image which and in the center of his hand he has got the AI to produce something so he's able to produce a, a moving image from the AI using this kind of uh, this thing that morphs into different shapes and it's kind of pretty and uh, but uh, I'm sure you can make uh, I'm sure you can make some like very interesting yeah. beautiful thought provoking art from it I don't think but you can. so what. I don't no, think, you can. I think I think it is it is art without a soul, and that's the interesting thing about it. It is completely 
generated. I mean, in, yeah. in, in, in that, in the most sort of benign use of that word I can think of, it is, it is it's a bit like out. It's a bit like um, putting some string onto a, a thing and putting some colored paint in it and, and throwing it and let them make random things and going, that tin can's just made that art. It's sort of not. Yeah. It's not what's happened there. Um, but then but, I asked for like Planet of the Apes in the style of Leonardo da Vinci and it gave me something like that. And that's kind of weird that it yeah, does. Yeah, I, fi- I find my journey really good at, at giving you Or I asked for woodcuts of, of tigers. Yeah. And it gave me woodcuts of tigers that looked nothing like the da Vinci. What's, what's going to be interesting, I think, is when people can figure out ways to monetize that into something else. So, for example... Um, I used to, there was a computer game, it was an adventure game maker, you could type in, you'd type in, you'd make up an adventure game, right? Uh, and it had an element of adding your own graphic to each location that you could have done. But of course, if you weren't good with graphics, but good, good with writing, you could write all this stuff. But a thing like that, plugged into that, suddenly you've got an adventure game that generates an image of the place you're, yeah. you're describing. Um, or if you are playing a generative uh, game that kind of has, you know, you know, <clears throat> with some games like Minecraft, are, like Minecraft, yeah, it's, Minecraft it's, 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 it's eternal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some games like that they generate from a formula, and so when people figure out a way to generate, create games like that or animations with this stuff, or where they can turn it into taking a, a comic book script and chuck out a comic book in that in in a consistent way. So instead of describing one image, you're describing a whole comic, and it's able to kind of storytell. That's when you know. That's when I'm in trouble. That's when there's a problem. <laughs> That's when there's a problem. I mean, where I worry is I don't think that'll where, happen, but, you know. Where the world of, just say, single illustration, like mm. magazine articles and things like that, if you can type in the bits and pieces of the article and generate an article. Well, there's, there's a very obvious kind of um, thing, which is, like, any blog, I mean, nobody's blogs anymore, but any blog post looks more interesting with a graphic to it. Yeah. You could write a plug-in that goes away, takes your content of your blog post, chucks a graphic, Base generated from the thing onto it and now you've got a nice little image yeah. you could do the same thing for magazines and so on um i actually think what'll happen what happens with this stuff is always that w- w- humans are brilliant at seeing patterns we are very quickly going to get used to these things what is yeah that even image? even though every image is generated brand new and every image is different we're going to start seeing where the thread connects between well all here's these the things. weird thing so i generated a various uh, a couple of images on the theme of Thomas the Tank Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the prompt I used was something like Merlin fighting Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay. And um, it generated a few images that looked like that. And then I went back to a day later and I asked for something else of Thomas the Tank Engine. And the colours and the texture and all was very similar. So yeah. it's got, it clearly has in a database somewhere. Yeah. Tank did Engine. You, did you, did you see image. a thing? I think it was a Dolly 2 specific thing where people were typing stuff in. I think it was birds. There were pictures of birds. And it was generating images of the birds, but it was also generating these kind of gibberish words on it, like they were posters. Mm. And the words were, I mean, they were literally gibberish. But I think somebody noticed that they were repeating the same gibberish in these words. So they then put their prompt in, took the word birds out, <clears throat> put the prompt gibberish words in instead, and they got pictures of birds again. So what had happened was that uh-huh, somewhere in, right, the, in yeah. the background, the AI had assembled a language of its own Yeah, that... that you know, like with definitions of things, and it's it's very weird. I don't know what we're. I don't know. I don't know where that's going to end up. You know, or where well, from that chunk of data. That, that's sort of what I what I most interested in is that we're at the birth of tasking AI to do stuff hmm. for us, and not 
not for big industrial reasons, but for just commercial purposes. I was, and, I was reading a thing um, yesterday, today or yesterday, about a, a website someone's setting up about um, you can pay them to give you better prompts for the AI things, so that if you kind of go and poop uh, eating chips and you get some shitty images, you go, that's not really what I want, but you don't quite, you don't quite verbalize what it is you're after. You tell this person and they give you a better prompt and then you get something closer to what you're after. Well, I wish I gave a shit about all this. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can go through the galleries of a mid-journey and look at the most amazing pictures and then you, you can see the prompt that they used and yeah. usually they're a lot longer and more detailed. Yeah, there's than... a lot of stuff going on in those prompts, isn't there, really? Um, so speaking of art, did you? there's a, an exhibition of... Um, What's his name? Ron Mook. Oh, I can't remember his name. Ron Mook. I took Ron. 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 Ma- in, ma- ma- so in the ma- Mac, ma- in in um in the Mac. The uh, what? The Mac. The Mac. That's what in I said. Belfast. Did I not say the Mac in the Mac? Did I not use the? I'm stalling for time. Um, Ron Mook. He makes these amazing sculptures. Have you ever seen his stuff? He made, like, so I think most famous for making these things are like nine foot tall heads and stuff. Wait, are we done with AI now? Yeah, yeah. You, you're so clearly disinterested in it. That I've segued from art to art. Yep. All Is that right. okay? Is that suit? Yeah, yep. Far yeah, off. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd be more interested in this. Sculptures? Do you like sculptures? Sure. Yeah, these are... Like, like real real life ones? Yeah, real life, life ones. ones. In the Mac. In the Mac, which is a local <laughs> theatre. <laughs> he, he was on board until he thought he had to go downtown. <laughs> I'm not going out. I'm not going out. Can I not just, can I not just get... What make, are make you interested? What fires you up, Scott? What I makes you anymore. excited? I don't know anymore. I was thinking about this today. I was kind of coming down and thinking. One of the things I really want to talk about is how maybe five years ago there were things I wanted to do, and now I couldn't give a fuck about them. Like <laughs> things I was really I interested in. Things I really but think, like, excited I would have been about. interested in that AI shit like twenty years ago. I might have been excited by that. Yeah. But I mean, probably excited. Like a, I'll use it for. A month and yeah, yeah, then yeah. I'll it'll oh, yeah. away. Yeah. Stage, that, that's the stage. problem. That's the problem. I think is you reach a certain point in your life where you realize that the things that fascinate you fascinate you for a certain amount of time, and then you lose all yeah, interest. That's, in that's them. the thing you're and saying so, about humans so noticing you, patterns. Yeah. I've noticed the patterns and things. You're like, oh, well, that's a flash in the pan. I may as well not even fucking put the burner on. <laughs> well, I, I would say probably what you're fascinated with right now is the you know your children becoming people. Uh, you're like mm, no. Mine are now people, I mean, and I'm well, no so you're longer done interested. Yeah, they're yeah. baked. Yeah. It's great. My, yeah, my yeah, oldest done. Is, is done. I mean, 18 and two months or something. I'll three get months. fucked. What? There's no way that child's 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eldest is 18 November. Jesus. Is, what, was he three whenever we started podcasting? We started About that? Eight. No, because they were both of them were born then, so he must have been five or okay. five or something. But yeah, 18, mate. That's your old. You're old. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, when we started, you didn't even have a girlfriend. Yep. And now you've got two kids. You've never yep. had a girlfriend. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and how old are your kids? Ralphie's six and Lena's three. Yeah, let's see. Um, and Ron, of course, fires blanks. So no, no, no. <laughs> we, we can but assume. Because, <laughs> <laughs> as we know, Ron Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's a there's a point where you like i was really into doing i went back did some theater did some drama and now it's like i can't be bothered do you think the pandemic robbed you of all that what yeah i remember you did that yeah it was good fun well, i enjoyed do you think it was it? the pandemic do you think it was like i realized i don't need anything i don't know if it's a pandemic or i just got older and it's like i mean i remember like i was trying to do video blogging 
when Annette and I got married, it was about 18, 19 years ago. So like at that point, it was like, oh, I'm very excited about all audiovisual things. I could make a film. I could do this. I, and then and then as, as the technology's got better and better and better, my interest in it has just vanished. <laughs> like, oh, I've got, I've got this amazing camera on my phone. Can't be arsed. You're like, oh, I'd never be able to afford to host that video. Well, it's free on YouTube. Yeah, I'll take uh, the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, I, like, I remember saying... I'm only up, interested in doing it if it's very difficult for other people to do, <laughs> but I know how to do it. Yes, that might be it. Because I do remember like getting a, setting up a webcam in... Oh, what year would this have been? 97 or something? Before, before you could host webcams properly. Are you like that woman who had the... the what was her name? The, the woman who had like you know, single photographs of herself every so often on the, online? I, I Look, I had a, a camera set up. And what it would do is it would take a photo every five seconds, store it on, a, on a, um, a web server, which I was hosting on my computer, of my drawing table. And then it would upload, and people could watch. This would they'd refresh the thing, and that was that was the only webcam you could do. There was no Jeez. YouTube. Are you talking about I Justine? No, 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 no. I'm talking about um, Jenny Cam. Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. Who had photograph? Who basically had a had a webcam in her house that just took pictures of herself every I don't know. And this would have been way way. This would have been um, oh yeah, yeah. Like late nineties. Yeah. 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 And like there was one time there was a picture of her having sex, and that was like the one everyone talked about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can assure you, there was none of that going on on my <laughs> on your drawing table. <laughs> on, my, on my drawing table. But yeah, and and like now I can set up a web did camera the, the, and get did everything. Did the going. interval? Did the five second interval miss it? How dare you? Did you miss it? Yes, it, actually, yes, both times. So there. Um, no, um, but yeah, I, I just I find myself think, just going. I can't be bothered. With Sometimes that. I think that it's like, like the motivation. Like I've, I, there's still stuff that excites me, but I'm, it's motivation to do something about it. Well, you were writing for a while. What happened? To that? I was, yeah, I was writing for a while, and, and he I, lost his pen. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh god. What happened to the writing? Um, I don't know. Most nights. Whenever I go to bed, mm-hmm. I lie in bed and I think about stuff that I would like to write. Yeah. And that happens every single night. And I still, and I remember it. It's all in my head. Yeah. But I just never write it down. sit down and write it. And I don't know. Is it because there's a part of you thinking, well, where is this going to go? What, what am I going to no, do No, because, with this? well, I don't know. Before I used to be happy just to have it out of my head. Yeah. Um, I think... Some of the stuff that I think about now are definitely more long form hmm. projects. Yeah, that are that would almost certainly never see the light of day in any sort of media. Yeah, thing. So maybe that's a thing. Just that but, no one is going to go to nowhere. Yeah, seen by no one. Yeah, and then, but then part of it's like, well, yeah, then just get it out of your head, and then you can maybe think about something yeah. else. But yeah, yeah, motivation seems to be lacking somewhat. I don't know quite what that is. I mean, I mean, you've two young kids and a day job, and so it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like there's an abundance of time yeah. to uh, to get these sort of things done. But like, you know, I could I could squirrel away like an hour a night and and yeah. do it. But like, I find myself like I've because of the the studio setup I've got now, where my son's in the same room as me, and he goes to bed at about ten. I find myself leaving the the room and sitting in the living room and thinking. Right, well, he's away. I can, I'll can. i sit here for an hour. Maybe I'll go back in to do some work. But I can do some writing now. And then I'll sit down and watch some TV instead. Yeah. i just go, ah, uh, brain, no, work, you good. Um, but I, like, I put together 
that um, some of the comics I had and stuck it on Gum uh, Gumroad. Gumroad? Stupid name for a website, Gumroad. Gumtree? Uh, gum, no, Gumroad. Oh, what is Gum, it? Gumroad is like you can download. It's where people download digital things so you can have uh, brushes for Photoshop or you oh, know, right, okay. uh, tutorials for how to make 3D stuff or you can put digital comics and things like that on there. Um, so I have, I put a bunch of things that, that I've done over, I've done over the years, stuck them together in one little comic, stuck them up there. I thought, oh, hey, that'll fire me up to do some more. Maybe it didn't. It just made me go, oh, only 40 people bought that. That's depressing. <laughs> oh, you buy it's a like you buy. You can stuff buy it, it or you can download for free. You can set basically you set a price for it, and the right, price okay. I'd set was something like I'd originally intended to set it for free, pay what you like, which is not an uncommon uh, price point. Uh, and I accidentally set it for two dollars, or pay what you, or more. Oh, right, okay. I, so for a while, I was kind of, hey, it's free, and no one, you know, it wasn't free. <laughs> so that was my fault. But I was kind of going. There is a story. There's a couple of stories I want to do, and I just sit there thinking, oh, where are they going to go? Yeah. Where who's going to see them? What's the point? What's the point? I mean, I wanted for years. I wanted to sit and write some sort of audio play because I thought to myself I can write and record an audio play I could write an audio play I could record an audio play if it's one person one character I could stick it online that would be a fun thing to do mm-hmm. and now I've just and now I've got like and then I lost the space to do it because my wife's at home all the time and every there's always someone in the house so all the stupid ideas that I've got for I could do this or do that there's always someone there yeah. and suddenly those stupid ideas are like oh that's a stupid idea we wrote a, we wrote a radio play yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. It was funny. I it think it was funny. Yeah, and uh, well, we got too far through it. No, then, I mean, I think we, fi- I think we finished it. Did we finish it? Yeah, because I remember going with you to a, uh, uh, was it? Did you? we go look at a studio? No, we went. We went to uh, for a to a one of those like how to pitch oh, a yeah, radio yeah, drama yeah, 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 things right. that yeah, the BBC yeah. do. Yeah, and like we had it all kind of done. I think. No, I think we plotted it. I, I'm fairly certain I've written it. Okay. Maybe you've written it. <laughs> like, I'm fairly certain I've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are, I th- like, it must be a hard, it's a hard thing to motivate yourself to write, I think. But just doing anything at the moment just feels like hard motivation. It's like, like this, we're, we're, we're selling our flat and buying a new house. It's my dad's house. And the effort of doing that has been one where I. Selling your house, selling your house is an absolute fucking chore oh ours went it no, is ours went in no time like uh, I, oh is yours, is yours gone we have uh, yeah sales agreed oh um, very good because so, i was on uh, like i prop looking at houses is one of the things that i find, like to do like to do whenever i should be doing something fucking creative yeah um and one of the things that i do like to do is go on and i, I still have the searches saved from when we were actually looking to yeah. buy a house when we oh, were moving about a year ago and stuff and what, they what you could have won they, well yeah that's the thing is to see i want to see if we hadn't pulled the trigger then. I would, I would like something like that, but for traffic. I'd like something like that for whenever you take a tea and you go, I think it'll be quicker this way. And you, you know go that inter- way and somebody goes, oh, it was, Do you know what's interesting? The new IDs uh-huh. have software in it. I don't know how the fuck it works. Mm-hmm. I can only assume gremlins and witches. Yeah. Whenever you're sitting at traffic lights, uh-huh. they have a countdown on in the dash as to when the light is going to turn green. What? And also, they have a calculator. So if you put your route into the sat-nav, uh-huh. they can tell you, right, if you were to drive... Now, this isn't always going to be applicable because sometimes the timing won't work out and, and you'll have to and drive at something will get stupid. And stuff and, yeah. But they have a thing that'll say, if you're going from A to B mm-hmm. and you were to drive at X miles an hour, 
you'll hit green on every traffic signal the whole way. Oh, sorcery. But that 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 driving thing, it might be 27 miles an hour, and you go, yeah. well, I can't fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they uh, apparently that's the new tech wow. that they have in the cars. Wow. And I don't know how any of it fucking works. I'd sort of take the fun out of it for me. And I, I like to set up the lights and kind of wave my hand like Obi-Wan, pretend like I've changed the lights. Oh, I do that at uh, automatic doors and garages. <laughs> so anyway, you were saying, writing. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I honestly don't know what to what to do with the writing, with the or, ri- yeah, or to but, motivate yourself to do it. Uh, possibly both. Do you think like? Because my problem isn't even motivation. My problem is kind of just looking at it, going, "Can't be arsed." I know, I know, I don't want to do that. I know, well, I surely, that's, to, surely that's motivation. Thirty years ago, I wanted no motivation. Is thing is, is I think more like like motivation is I want to get from A to B. I know I want to get to B and then sitting down and going, oh, I can't be arsed getting up to go to B, right? That's To me, that's like, right. that's, you've got to find a motivation to get up to get to B, right? Right. What I'm describing is more like, I used to want to get to B, but I couldn't be fucked going to B. Oh, you I don't mean, want B, it. I don't even want to go there. Well, right. If B is, I want a better career or more money. Yeah. Then you're like, at this point, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That one's for you, Stuart. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I actually was talking about you. But, <laughs> but uh, Stuart's probably rubbing his hands, like, Ron is defeated. Well, I, I've, I've finally you know, broken him. I, I'm doing my best with motivation at the minute. I'm just trying to kind of build my business and, and meet hmm. people and meet new clients. So, yeah. Maybe it's Slap you. it up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And this is your this is your AV audiovisual yes. stuff, yeah. How's it going? Is it going good? It's going okay. Although yeah. I can probably look for start I start looking for more new um, commercial clients. Yeah, sort of bored of these charity deadbeats. <laughs> <laughs> Do they pay okay? They pay okay. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah charity. But what I want is people who pay. wouldn't even notice the money if it fell off the back <laughs> yeah. of a truck into my pocket. Yeah, you want you want people who go who who are prepared for you to go. It's uh, uh this amount, and them to go. Yeah, that's fine. And you go. Fuck! I should have asked for more. God well, damn yeah, it. yeah, that's, that's exactly what I want. I want people to be like, oh, we thought it would be twice that, yeah, or half that. And I'm just like, oh. I mean, these numbers don't mean it, you it do will this. next time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? Um, do you remember the guys? Who we did? Who we were going to do the video for? Which video? Lo- uh, before? Oh um, God, yes, sorry. It must have been. Was it before lockdown? Yeah, Scott. Just... Scott and I were commissioned to do a video for um, some people about. They were. Yeah. They were kind of like they were. Uh, they have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I don't want to mention their name because they're very, very we'll, nice guys. We'll not get too specific. On yeah, it. they're very, very, very nice guys. Mm-hmm. But they wanted help, so they 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 do like outdoorsy stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they're very knowledgeable. Yeah. But they didn't have any technical. Prius in in, yeah. in terms of the video and audio and, yeah. and put, even they just packaging the stuff about, together. They're not, they're not, yeah. yeah. Um, and we uh, kind of talked them through some stuff and we we're like, okay, we can help you with this. We can train you up to use these. This is the kind of gear that you want. And they, they had money because they spent like fucking a shit ton of money on a camera that was absolutely no use. The, the exact yeah. opposite of what they needed. Yeah. Um, but then whenever... <laughs> Whenever it came time to go right, we see we're gonna do, we're gonna do this video, and the video was gonna be quite fucking insane. Like this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna charge mm-hmm. to do. It. It's like we have ten percent of that <laughs> as a budget. We were like, right, we will see you later. Well, I think I think they thought that we we, we like just pulled a number out of our asses, and we were like, this is a reasonable amount of money yeah, this, for what this, you're asking. Yeah, this, this is yeah. a lot of work. And they were like, oh no, we were thinking like a lot less. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I don't know how you thought we were gonna do. You know, basically like three or four days work for yeah. about a couple of hundred quid yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i've I mean, never i've never actually checked back in to see if they're still if they're still, if they're still doing so, stuff so we, so we do a pick of the week and then we can wrap our show up sure 
Okay. Have you got? I I have a I have a pick. It's a book. It's a book I've been reading called "There Is No Anti-Memetics Division." It's a very weird little book. It seems that to looks be like a cover that's been designed by AI. Well, here's the thing. I think it's it's a book that comes from a website where people get together and write short stories around a theme. Right. right so, okay. And the, the general, the gist of this theme is that there's an idea that there's this thing called the anti-memetics uh, division or foundation, which is um, so a meme is an idea that wants to be spread. Like a, a meme is, you know, um, I hate lasagna Mondays. I don't know. I, I don't know any memes. I hate lasagna <laughs> Mondays. Garfield just that's that is that is Garfield designed by AI. I hate lasagna Mondays. I hate lasagna Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a meme John's like I make Odie lasagna I hate lasagna Mondays <laughs> Can we if, if, I mean if anybody's listening to this I don't know if anybody I listens want a to this anymore I, I want lasagna Mondays. Yeah, just meme the crap out of I hate lasagna Mondays <laughs> so, so anyway that's what a meme is an anti-meme is like an idea that doesn't want to be spread like a password very simple so um the idea in this book is that is that what meme stands for memetics memetics yeah well oh. no no meme uh, yeah, richard no. dawkins created yeah, yeah, the, coined the idea of the meme as being something that's passed on as a is that an idea but much, what is much, meme why why meme well, why he, m-e-m-e well he 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 just posited that as a as an alternative to a gene so a gene is passed on biologically whereas a meme is passed on socially or culturally that's interesting and uh, that's actually a bit more interesting than I thought it was going to be, and it actually explains why it's not Mimi. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, yeah, and yeah, it doesn't seem to be short for anything, but um, you well, know, well yeah. no, Ron, just explain what me where meme. I know, no, from. well, I was looking. Uh, oh yeah, it's the term meme from the Greek mini min, mimima, meaning imitated. Okay, there, there you go. go. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, the, <clears throat> the idea is that there is um, a set of constructs things that things that exist in the world that are so terrible that we've they can't be remembered and the idea is this anti-memetics division doesn't even know it exists it's sort of like people who are in it don't realize they think this is their first oh, day i on need, work, to, wait, but I need like, to wait for this to be a film it's it's I, very yeah, it's, I, I mean it's really interesting it's kind of um uh it, it's sort of it's lots and lo- it seems to be lots of short stories, but they're all of this kind of form of of you know the, the I, things that. Eat, so is that book is that book is a book of short stories, or is that, that book one? That seems to be a book of a short of short well, it stories. Seems to be. You're they, reading it. What, know, what, what is it? He can't book. pass on any information <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's, it's is a, it even a book? It is a book, but it, I think it's it's almost like a self-published book. Nearly, I think it, it's got an ISBN number. But you're I think descri- it's, Jesus Christ! Describe this like you've just found it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just landed in your hand. It's printed by Amazon, so I think I think they, this website has uploaded this book to be printed as a self-published book. It's like one of those things where this was like, "Sell me this pen." Yeah. <laughs> this book is a book. It is that, that's been published. It See, IS, ISBN number barcode on the back. Book. <laughs> this book may be a book. <laughs> it may also be a series of short books. Wrapped up into one book. I think you know. Book. Got, you you book, remember? Book, you book. remember my problem with with the uh, arrival short story collection? Yes. Wherein I thought it was one big long book, but it turned into a bunch <laughs> of very different short stories. And it this me, is also like the time me. that Ron watched that movie where John Cusack had to kill Hitler. Look, I saw the trailer. I thought I'd seen everything I needed to see. 
Anyway, it's very weird. It's full of odd ideas. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like you don't know what the fuck's going on. I, it's hard to explain because it, part of it is the is this idea that these these it's it's, it's just ideas that are. I mean, you get ten pages in and it says the end, but then the next page something else starts, so you just keep reading. <laughs> anyway, look it up. It's good. <laughs> just fuck you. <laughs> just it's good. That's all I've said. I'm enjoying it. I'm reading it. So there. All right. Also, go to Asterix Park if you're ever in Paris. It's amazing. I wanted to talk about Oh, yeah, that. I was a fucking sweat fast at Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland is all right. I mean, Disneyland's Disneyland. It's okay. You know what it's like. Asterix Park on no, the other hand. Asterix Park on the other hand. Amazing. Where is it? Like, where it in relation is, to, like... Um, well, the easiest way to get to it is if you get to Charles de Gaulle Airport, there's a coach that takes you there. It takes about 20 minutes. So any and no okay. matter where you are in Paris, you can get to Charles yeah. de Gaulle Airport and then get a coach. But is to, it like in the same direction as Disney or is it like... In no idea. Oh, we had right, no right. idea because we were... The day before we went, I was we'd already traipsed around Disney. Our, our feet were aching. We'd been in Paris for two or three days. Our feet were aching even worse. And we were kind of going, how the hell are we going to get here? It's like, well, let's go to Charles de Gaulle and go from there. And um, I was like, oh, I thought maybe we should just not bother. We paid 100 quid or whatever it was. It's like, man, it's just too much effort. And we ended up going, and it was the greatest day of my life. I genuinely what had What was it. so good about it? You're, you're, I, you're very enthusiastic about it, but I don't know what happens in Asterix Park that's so good. Well, first of all, all Asterix Park is is a theme park, but themed around Asterix the Gaul. Okay. Right? So... I grew up reading Asterix the Gaul. I like it's one of the first comics I ever read. Asterix the Gaul, Lucky Look, Tintin were things that were part of my childhood. Lucky Look, yeah, yeah, I love Lucky. I Luke. never, I never encountered Lucky Look as a child. Tintin and Asterix all the time. But. Yeah, well, t- Tintin, Asterix, Lucky Look were all available in my local library. Right. So you go up to the library, you'd sit and read a graphic album, and, and they were like they had a big stock of each of these things. Um, and I, God, I loved all of them. I mean, and Asterix. The thing when you get to the Asterix Park is that. Uh, the whole structural, all the buildings and everything are, they look like they're designed by Uderzo. They look like they've come out of Asterix, the comic. Um, whereas Disney, when you walk into Disney, uh, the Disney park, the first street you're in is that big main street, which is thematically, it's basically, you know, 19, 1890s Americana kind of theme. And nothing to do with any Disney film or cartoon mm. or animation or whatever, just Americana, uh, and so when you see Mickey Mouse walking along, you go, "Oh, there's Mickey Mouse," and some, you know, it's obviously someone in a costume, and that's fine. But you go to Asterix Park, and it's like the from the turnstiles on through to the cash machine, everything looks like it's in. You're you feel like you're inside Asterix the comic, and then Oblix turned up sign-in photos and I was so happy. <laughs> I genuinely could have cried. I was so pleased. I went up and got like. In in uh, Disney, my wife's going, oh, we'll take, we'll, kids will take pictures with the characters and stuff. Let's get our picture. I'm going, no, slight grimace, not fussed. Uh, Asterix Park, walk in, Oblix is getting his photo. He's like, I want to get my photo with Alpha. Oblix, please, please. Anyone else? No, just me. Brilliant. Okay, bye. Get my photo with Oblix. I, and do you know, I have two regrets, right? One of them is the shop, uh, the place had lots of little shops that were selling. They really only sold Asterix themed things. So uh, they were selling like, dress up kits for Asterix of Gaul so you could buy a little helmet with the wings and I didn't buy one I really really regret not buying one why I, would you not I, buy it I took a photo of me wearing one I was trying to figure out where I would take it home but it was really awesome and the other thing was I didn't hug Asterix and I feel really annoyed with myself for not doing it so some part of me was going it's you know don't hug Asterix it wasn't even that's a bloke in a suit it was me going you'll look like a dick 
you're gonna look like a dick you're gonna look like a big child are these just the two regrets that you have from being at the park or no, are that, these your this, two life regrets the whole life <laughs> two from the park oh right the okay. thing is you go through the park and the first place is is basically room it's asterix's version of room and it's amazing and because the characters and the buildings all look of a piece you you feel like you're in the comic book. You know, you take a photo and it'd be like, oh, this is this is Asterix World. Uh, whereas Disney, those characters are all out of context of each other, so it, it always feels a bit yeah. odd. Uh, or not odd, you realise the artifice of the place. Very quickly you see the artifice of it. Whereas in Asterix Park, the artifice is there, but at the same time, it's all of a piece and you feel like it all belongs together. Uh, and then we went to... Um, we were sort of going through, and it's—I mean, essentially, it's a—it's a theme park. It's Asterix theme park. Lots of rides and a big scary rides. More scary rides than uh, Disney has. They've got this loop, the loop that's got six or seven loops. Couldn't give a fuck about any of those rides. Couldn't give a toss. Didn't yeah, go now that I'm older, my inner ears fucking shot the shit. Like I, anything that spins me round, that's me done for yeah, the rest no, of I the didn't, day. I didn't go on a hardly I'm anything. I'm scared. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go on any of those things. I, but I had an amazing time just walking around the park and meeting Asterix. Yeah, like, that's what I would like. Is, yeah. is the, well, we is went the... we went then to the so we we'd done kind of walked around and it was like oh this is pretty good. Um, shall we go soon? And we're like yeah, let's go because it's not you know we've seen everything or we thought we'd seen everything. And then we went on this ride on this um thing that it's a very slow moving kind of monorail that goes over the entire park. And it was like holy sh- that's Asterix's village down there. We completely missed the village. <laughs> like the entire village, did, like this the village is there. Let's go there. And so we went to the village and um. Getafix was there, Cacophonix was there, uh, Vital Statistics and his wife and Asterix was there. And the and like the buildings look like the drawings. They don't they're to scale. So they're life size and they look like the drawings. It's just incredible. Did your kids give any kind of shit? They have no fucking idea who Asterix is or anything about him. And Thomas goes to me, He's just so happy. I've never seen you like this, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. And Annette goes to me, she were in one of the shops, and that goes do you want me to buy you this shirt? I'm going, what do you mean? She's just, I want to buy, I want to get you something. I went, but, and in my head, I was going, but, but it's our money. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You buying me something. If I wanted something, I could buy it. It's our money. How are you buying me something? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and Instead I, of just accepting the gift. And, well, no, I don't even accept the gift. It's like, we never go anywhere where she goes, I want to buy you something. That never happens. Like it never, ever happens. And then I realized, I went, is this like, like if we took a child somewhere and they're really excited and you, and you want to buy them something? Is that what this is? And she went, yes. I went, can I have that t-shirt please? <laughs> <laughs> Not the hat that you really wanted. No, I should have got the hat. I mean, I didn't even want the t-shirt she'd picked up. I was like, I was looking at her going, I don't know why she thinks I'd like that one. I want this one that looks like a drawing. <laughs> Do you know me at all, woman? <laughs> It's very strange. It was oh, it's just amazing. I would go back there in a heartbeat. Uh, in a cost? Heartbeat. It wasn't that dear. I mean, it wasn't as busy as as because I think first of all, Asterix Park almost no concession to English speakers whatsoever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they couldn't give a fuck if you speak English. We were in a queue for a ride. I was it was French uh, uh, over the tannoy, French voice saying French things. We're going, what does that mean? What's happened? What's happening? And people were starting to leave. We're going, what is, what's happened? What's happened? Has someone died on this or what's happened? And then the voice came on. I thought, oh, here's the English bit. No French again. I was like, oh, for, for. so I had to ask someone, somebody else asked someone near them and they were going, oh, they're saying it's delayed. And eventually the voice came on and it was a different French, uh, different words, but all in French. And it, then the queue started moving. I was like, <laughs> okay. So no concession to English. Um, 
usually some of the staff can speak a little bit of English, but not very much. But it's obviously not like if you go to Disney, you'll see people with name badges, and often they'll have um, not stars, but they'll have little pins with badges with flags on them, okay. and that's the languages they speak. And they, you know, it's not unusual to see three or four or five languages on these things. Whereas in the Asterix Park, it's like, eh. eh. What do you do? You know, it's like who are you? Easy. Why? Why are you in Asterix Park? You don't read Asterix. It's like oh, I love Asterix. I love it. And even in the gift shops, you're going in the gift shop. Like you would think, if you were going to buy an Asterix book in English, that that in France, that's the one place you would be able to get them. But no, they no. like no. I think they had two English volumes, but they had everything else in French. So there's no concessions to English whatsoever. But. Um, that said, you can get by, like you can get by, because most people speak a little bit of, of English anyway. But the the park itself was magnificent, like I and the the like I was getting I had a photo of me on the shield, the chief vital statistics shield, me and Cacophonix, I'm, I'm holding my ears, and then and then <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, PJ. <laughs> And then, and then there's another photo of him realizing I was holding my ears. And he's furious. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just amazing. <sighs> and I, me and shaking, um, get a fix's hand like we've made a drug deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go there. I mean, Asterix was a big part of my life before I was maybe ten. You know, I, yeah. I, I look, I honestly, you know, I don't think I was ever a huge Disney. I mean, like certain Disney films, and you know, but like Asterix Park is. Like being in Asterix's comics, it's what it's I would amazing. love is something like that, but for Tintin, mm. oh. yeah, that would be amazing. But I think you'd need to go to Belgium, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I've been to, I've been to the Tintin Museum in Belgium, uh-huh. and that's about what they have is oh, the Tintin okay. Museum. Yeah, yeah, what I want is a giant rocket. <laughs> yes, me too. I'd love that. But yeah, it was phenomenal. I would go there in a heartbeat. Did you read Asterix as a kid? No. Yes. Not that I could remember anything about it, but again, I remember being in the library and the only things available were Asterix and Obelix and Tintin. Yeah. Um, and I knew, like, Tintin, the animated series, yeah. the Hershey's Adventures of Tintin. Um, <laughs> Hershey's was a big part, Adventures yeah, of Tintin. was a big part of growing up. And then Asterix, was Asterix ever, did they ever serialize it in a newspaper? Was there ever, like, little strips? I, I actually, if you look at the comic, I think it is, I always thought it had been serialized because it is in strips like that, yeah. and they often have little numbers. But I don't know if it was in the UK. If that ever yeah, been that in. that is more like I remember seeing those, mm. um, and then yeah, I remember reading the books. But I could not tell you one single story from any of it. But I've I've probably read yeah, the vast probably, majority yeah. of. Well, they're a lot funnier than I remember them. I mean, <laughs> they're I mean artwork. Well, the is thing about like the, like the things that I that you're jogging my memory about are things that I did not get that I didn't twig. Yeah, like. Get a fix, yeah, get and, a fix of, and yeah. vital statistics. Like yeah. those are things that would not have registered Dogmatics with me at the, the time. The Although <laughs> those are only in the English translations. Yeah, they're di- like Asterix and Obelix are French. Yes, in the French, Dogmatics is called idea fix. Idea fix, yes. which is essentially the English translation of that would be fixed idea. Yeah, somebody with a fixed idea. So, well, dogmatics, so dog- dogmatics, dogmatics works. Dogmatics yeah. works, and not only does it work, but it it's works better, better to, yeah, because it's, it's got a dog. dog in yeah. it. So yeah, so I mean, and there's there's stuff. There's an article someone had written a few years ago. Actually, I'd kind of retweeted it about how how the translation did all these little tricks with with language because one of the things in it was. Um, the, the asterisk the goal goes to Great Britain and the British are obsessed with tea and stuff. But a lot of the jokes are what the French think the British are. Yeah. It'd be a bit like us, you know, and in, in here you go, stripey shirt, 
like Scots wearing there, with onions around your neck. That's a Frenchman. <laughs> and then the French getting this and going, I don't what the I don't understand this joke. You know, it's so the the jokes that work in French for the English don't necessarily translate to the English. Yeah. For the English, and the translator kind of managed to introduce brand new jokes and and uh, uh, pulled some tricks with the language. Um, that you know the English are all talking. About, well, what's what what's up, old chap? What 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 what? All full of that sort of stuff, which um isn't in the French, yeah. but is in the, in the English and allows you as a as an English reader to see the, the English characters slightly differently than yeah. they would be if it was a, a very straight translation. But yeah, I mean, it is, and there's definitely some ropey stuff in the Asterix the goals. I mean, my my son spotted it very quickly when uh, Asterix, I was reading... Asterix in Egypt? Asterix in Egypt, where he goes, it's a little bit racist. <laughs> some of the art is, yes. There's no two ways about it. Some it's, of that art is Yeah, there's some questionable stuff Some of those, I mean, some of the caricatures they're leaning on there are very, you know, not things necessarily you'd you'd want to go with now. But anyway, it was great. Have you got a pick of the week? Um, I have two things. One of which was a thing that happened and you probably can't go and see again, but I did it on Friday night and it was fucking great. Is it masturbation? Um, is this the dream thing? The dream thing? Oh, no. Okay, you tell me, tell me what it is. Okay, no, we were, uh, uh, this was my Father's Day present from whenever Father's Day was. Uh, Hannah took me to see the music of James Bond by Candlelight in St. Dan's Cathedral. Okay, that's not what I was thinking no. at all. That's very specific. I went to see, Annette and I went to see Brassed Off in, in, in London with the, uh, the colliery band that's in Brassed Off. What's Brassed Off? You've never it's heard a movie of Fast Off, starring Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor and, uh, is in a, in a it's during the, it's set during the minor strikes and the the, the the Pete Postle point. Yeah, they closed down one of the, the mines and the brass band that's associated because the brass bands were all associated with mines and uh, the collieries and this brass band uh, were supposed to have a competition in England in in London in the um, I can't remember the name of the, the place. Um, what do you call it? It's like the probably the black something. No, no, no. It was in. It, it goes to London, and it, and the and the the face. The final contest is in this big uh, the royal something or other. It's right in Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, that's it, Royal Albert Hall. And so we went and and um, Annette loves this film because her, her dad was a miner and it, and she was in a brass band, but it was a tin mine. And uh, so this is a lot, a lot of resonances for her. And we but, went but to tin see. Ear. Hey, uh, and so we went to see the brass band band play live music to the brass band film uh, in the Royal Albert Hall. Okay, so that was pretty cool. But how was your thing? Scott? How was your thing, Scott? It was very good. It was uh, they had a band consisting of a guy on kind of synths and keys, uh, guitar player, bass player, drummer, and then uh, a what would be like a brass quartet, mm-hmm. like trombone trumpet french horn and something else did they do a medley of johnny briggs regulars (laughs) no they did it was it was a two-hour concert and they i think they must have sung pretty much every bond theme Mm -hmm. so there's three two girls and a guy rotating uh they were all i'm led to believe very high end west end performers the guy was um from from down south and he was the lead in the battered hell meatloaf mm-hmm. west end performance and the two girls were leads in, in something else um so all queer sets of pipes on them okay they were um, singing they, they were singing yeah okay. yeah yeah um so yeah between the three of them they just cracked out all the um oh, all the hits okay. and in st dan's cathedral uh with the lights turned down and just candlelight 
um, That'd be cool. in the whole place. It was great. So this by candlelight thing is a regular thing that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think in a couple of weeks they're doing the music of Hans Zimmer on a okay. string with a string quartet um, by candlelight. They're doing Queen by candlelight. They're doing Pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not keen on that one. Um, they're doing something else. They're, like they're, these are happening yeah. regularly. So okay. I, I, I mean, if you just search probably best to search queen or Hans zimmer by candlelight and you'll find the okay. people that are putting it on um but yeah it was a great night it was a great night okay. out um but if you uh, that's already passed but i watched the 13 lives ron hard's new feature from that it was straight to paramount plus which is the story of the thai football team trapped in the cave oh right yeah um, which the dram- the dramatization of that? That's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? It's on Paramount Plus. Someone gifted me a Paramount Plus the other day. Oh, really? They that's had a, nice they had a spare seat on their whole Paramount Plus login, and they were like, "Here, have this." That's very nice of them. Can you do that? I, th- I got Paramount Plus and for a week to see it, I was like, "There's nothing here for me." Well, nothing this is, I mean, me. this is like the fir- I think the first big like because yeah. this is kind of like or no, it's not Paramount Plus. It's Amazon. Well, no, I have that too. It's Amazon. I oh, think it's Amazon. Yeah, I think it's Amazon. Watch that then. It's um, it's a typical Ron Hard film. Like, there's, Ron Hard is a director of virtually no style at all, and I don't necessarily mean that as a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, like, he doesn't get in the way. What, of the story. Yeah, what he makes is rock solid drama, yeah. workmanlike. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and this I mean, is very much sometimes you don't want everything to be directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want anything directed stories, by Tim Burton. <laughs> I want stories, nothing of Tim Burton. I mean, Burton. that story with a Tim Burton treatment is going to be a very different kind of film. <laughs> Oh, Johnny Depp just skipping over the water, <laughs> arms flailing around the place. Um, so yes, Viggo Mortensen, uh, Colin Farrell, and Joel Edgerton, Edgerton yeah. uh, play the three divers. And who plays the thirteen people on the? Who play? Well, I, I just people. thirteen Colombian actors I've never seen before. I would imagine. Um, the thing about Malaysians? it is. Hmm? I'm not Malaysians. They're oh, Thai. Malaysian. Oh, Thai. Thai. Yeah, they're Thai. Well, t- well, most of them are Thai, and then oh, a couple of them Colombian. were from Myanmar, so they were considered to be without state. This is all. Okay. This is all part of the the film. Um, they were from across the border in Myanmar, mm-hmm. um, and then therefore considered to be without state. And there was a a bit of a a worry mm-hmm. at the time from their mothers that because they were yeah, be without state yeah. that they would not be rescued. Yeah. Um, there's a documentary called The Rescue which was um, directed by a guy called Jimmy Chin, who was responsible for Free Solo, um, which is an incredible film, if you haven't seen it, um, that basically they were all there at the time. And the documentary is almost vomitly, vomit-inducingly tense. There, yeah. It is... No, no, not for me. Like, because for, the thing is, I had followed the story, and then I just heard that they got them all out and yeah. was very relieved. I didn't know how they'd done it. So when I saw it in the documentary for the first time and when the idea of how they were going to do it is floated in the documentary, mm-hmm. my response was all out loud, get fucked. <laughs> no fucking way. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody that hasn't. I have it on good authority that the fellow cop with the plan's a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> now, he didn't come up with the plan, um, but he is in... Oh, he, this is the one that, that uh, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk proposed yeah. the... 
tiny submarines for wasn't it like, yeah and then he called that he called the guy who was there trying to help a pedo now he turns up yeah. in the in the the dramatization elon musk of the film no 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 the, the guy who he called a uh i a think pedo. we should stop referring to him uh, yeah that. i mean i think <laughs> we should all point for- out that the guy that the guy's most definitely not a pedo and sued elon musk successfully to show that he wasn't a pedo <laughs> i'm um, just saying what i heard <laughs> <laughs> i mean we should use initials like the guy formerly known as the person who might have been a pedo um but the film is is not as good as the documentary because the documentary has that kind of that real tension. Yeah, the film is very very good, and what they do with the the claustrophobia because the caves are so narrow and you're yeah. you're getting through there with like an oxygen tank and yeah. nothing else. This sounds like nightmare fuel for me. Yeah, yeah it, it, thank it, you. But it is. Uh, I don't uh, like it when I accidentally put the blanket over my head, so it, I'm not for yeah. I'm not for that one. I, I get upset whenever I uh, accidentally wrap the blanket around me and I can't get out of the bed properly. <laughs> So yeah, any constriction or tightness on me, and I'm not into it. <laughs> Ron, like, Ron likes like, a loose grip. This is something like you're about to say before sex. <laughs> <laughs> Just I'm, I'm not into it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Take what's, the ropes what's, away. What's the opposite of bondage? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel anything. I want to feel nothing but air. <laughs> And even then, Ron, have you got a pick of the week? <laughs> I mean, I wish I thought of a better one. I, I've been reading the um, the Absolute Swamp Thing at the mm-hmm. minute. Um, I haven't. I mean, I've I've bought Swamp Thing comics over and over again by Alan Moore. I mean, I, and it's it's just it's a compulsion with me. You know, <laughs> it's bought, a good read. Yeah, I, I mean, I bought two paperbacks in the nineties, and I bought them again whenever someone offered me a pile of the black and white ones. And I think I was going to buy the hardbacks again, and then these came out. And how old was Alan Moore when he wrote that stuff? The, he would have been thirty. I'd say about 32, 33. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, yeah, Steve Spielberg made Jaws. He was twenty five. Yeah, yeah, I there's know. No, there's I know. no like, you know, you can't kind of go, oh, he, that guy was really young when he did that, and go, yeah, but that guy is not like on that. We're not that guy. That guy's a one off. Alan Moore is Alan Moore. You're not gonna, you yeah. Know, and all these other people who did stuff when they were in their twenties also. And honestly, apart from apart from uh, maybe some Rick Veach stories that followed after, that's the only Swamp thing I've read is mm. Alan Moore stuff. I hear the new stuff by Ram V is very good. Yeah, it is. It is very good. Um, and it's on if you've got the DC Universal app, you can whatever it's called, you can read them them on there for free. Yeah. Well, the main draw with this this was that it had been recolored. And the I main, thought, the well, main draw with it is it's more Alan Moore for Alan your Alan Moore library. Yeah, it's more to go on the shelf, but it's been recolored and. I think the recolouring job's really good, but the only bit that's rubbed me the wrong way is that the the credits on each page, they've kind of gone in and digitally changed the name of the colourist to the new colourist. Yeah. And so it, it looks quite, like it. And those credits are often sort of hand-drawn into the art as well, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So they've taken Tatiana Wood's credit out and they put in Steve Olaf's you know, oh, yeah. credit. Was oh, it Steve Olaf's recoloured them? Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's really gorgeous. It's yeah, really yeah. well done. Steve I mean, Olaf's good colourist. Yes. One why, of the best. why wouldn't they? Well, of course, you're not going to know this, but why wouldn't they have given her the chance to recolor it? Well, she's retired mm-hmm. a long time ago. Maybe and why th- are they recoloring it? Was there something? Well, the, the old coloring would have been on the four color process, which doesn't really sit very yeah. nicely on new glossy okay. paper. Tatiana Wood would have known intimately how to add color to soak in the newsprint yeah. and have it look perfectly on that page. But uh, all what... the reproductions after that have been on very white paper. And the color isn't very saturated. Okay. So the new coloring is kind of, and some of it's completely different. I mean, you compare the pages; it looks absolutely completely different. I first not. saw Steve Olaf's name on the re on the on the coloring 
of Akira. Akira, that's yeah, where that's that where that was his first big name. thing that he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his coloring was fantastic. And obviously, on that. Sandman was was the next was the thing that the big thing he did as well. He mm. did the. Ah, but that would have been four color process. Yeah, I think on the on the on the Akira it was very full color. It was a different process being used on. It might have been early days of computer color. Actually. Yeah, I think it was. Um, but anyway, so that your pick of the week then? I'm, I'm going to say if you, if you're going to read Sandman, I mean, read no. it in the expensive eighty-six. Uh, Sorry, if you're going to read Swamp Thing, yeah, uh, they're they're expensive books, but you can pick them up for about sort of fifty, sixty quid each. Uh. Oof. I mean, <laughs> there's three of Look them the that reads the them. entire series, or I mean, for, you could probably pick up the, the trade paperback run for about 50, 60 quid for all of them. And I've got Ron a little present, but he's given it back to me because it's only only just for loan. It's um, Blimey Records presents Geezer by uh, by uh, who is it? William Potter and Philip Bond. William Potter of the band Cud. And oh, look, who? Uh, the, I've, I've never heard of them either. I don't. I don't know. It's a band from the nineties. Um, Why did you buy it? I bought it because it's Philip Bond art. Philip Bond's art. Oh, oh right, Philip okay. Bond's art. Right, fine. And, and I, I very much like Philip Bond's art. But yeah. I thought I actually thought Ron would get more out of this than I would. Well, I'm looking forward to reading it. It's it, it is very much up my street. It's mm. uh, it's about music and. Yeah, I mean, even the format of it is presented as a little, a little seven-inch record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it came in a bag that looked like it came out of a com- out of a, a record store. I thought yeah. this is Ron's thing. I don't no. know why I've even bought this for me. This is Ron's stuff. <laughs> well, I'll read it in the next couple of days. I'm looking forward to reading that. Yeah. Um, so there we go. That's our show then. It is our show. All right then. I'm sure we'll see you again sometime soon. Yeah, see you on the flip side. Bye! Bye-bye. There's a dog.